Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Welcome to Evil Twin Hey, everybody. Hi. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to Evil Twinema. Yes. I'm, I'm one of your hosts, Evil Dave. I'm another one of your hosts, Evil Tom. And uh, yeah, we just climbed through the vortex one more time. Yeah. People one, keep leaving it open. Um, so I figure yeah. why not? Yeah. Knocking ourselves out, robbing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, how oh, are yeah, you doing, my, Evil Tom? I'm doing great. My 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 evil twin is in the corner there. Just, just he looks... He looks like a frightful mess. I don't know. It's he's he's leaking. He's leaking out of his butt and his wiener. That's um, fine. Just just laying there all a shambles. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be fine though. Um, other than that, I'm doing great, man. Yeah, I'm excited for uh, uh, Kanye to be our next president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how it went over here, but yeah, Kanye won in a landslide, and it was just by yeah, yeah like nobody else even, like all the other candidates died of COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we call we call it uh, B- Bovid. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We call it Divock. It's evil. It's evil. Yeah. Divock. Divock. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we thought, all right. So we, we've we've talked to you about Back to the Future. We've talked to you all about Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought we'd do something a little more topical this time and just go through uh, the films of the last year or so that we're kind yeah, of into. You know, you know, you know? we're kind of getting to the end of the year. So we figured we'll do like a year-end retrospective of all the great films that have come out in the past 12 months right. or so. And like, yeah. not just like the movies we love, like, uh, like I, everybody's talking about Doolittle. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Oh, Robert Downey Jr.'s back. Finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got a whole Doolittle. new, whole new franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we wanted to sort of highlight the films that we, uh, personally enjoyed and, right uh, right yeah yeah it's like you know everybody likes Doolittle. doubtless you've heard and and read already over a dozen think pieces of, of how Doolittle's great and and speculating on the sequels and how many awards it's going to win and all that so right we didn't want to bore you guys with another Doolittle podcast because there's probably if, if it's anything like our universe there's already a hundred of them out there yeah Tom, do you want to start with yours, or should I start with mine? Let's. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll let you start with yours. Okay. Well, my pick this year mm-hmm. was the the cerebral. I guess I. I don't know what I. I it's hard to pin down this movie <clears throat> in a genre, but mm-hmm. um, it really does. It defies uh, traditional genre classifications. It's one of its strengths. I feel. Yeah. Uh, this is Artemis Fowl. Mm-hmm. There were there were a good amount of people talking about it, a lot of film nerds. Of course, I mean it's, uh, it's it's a Kenneth Branagh film. When are you not going to discuss a Kenneth Branagh film? Right. I do feel like this movie kind of passed people by a little bit because it was a very dense idea, and I don't know if everybody got it. It it was kind of like that movie. Um, I'm thinking of ending things. Boy, that Charlie Kaufman guy. He just keeps popping back up and can't get a win. Man, he just can't. He can't get a win. Just well, talk, he just copied about... Artemis Fowl. Right. Uh, yeah. Basically. Man, talk about. White dudes failing upward. Just Charlie Kaufman keep keeps churning out trash and 
and and it's 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 really kind of embarrassing when you have such a superior film like Artemis Fowl. Yes, in front of uh, audiences uh, in the same year, and it's like, okay, man, sure. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll go through the plot a little bit um, mm-hmm. in case people haven't seen it. But if you haven't seen it, go check it out. You know, I don't want to spoil this for people because mm-hmm. it's got a lot of layers. Um, yeah, a lot of really cool twists. Yeah, it's seemingly all right. Uh, on like, it starts with this older man in 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 prison, mm-hmm. and he starts talking about Artemis Fowl. And um, a- as we go, we follow this. Uh, we follow two stories really. We follow this kid in his house, and nothing quite adds up. It's like a. It's like a bit disjointed. He seems to have this narcissist like view of himself, and at the same time, we keep cutting to this old guy in like this elfin world who's like a failure and lonely. Uh, and this is Mulch Diggums, mm-hmm. and he goes to jail. And as uh, can we like, say, can we say real quick, just played beautifully by Josh Gad. Yes. Oh, uh, just amazing! A fucking all-time career performance from Josh Gad. Right. And what we figure out is Mulch Diggums. He keeps talking about Artemis Fowl like he's this hot, hot shit. Mm-hmm. And like, meanwhile, Mulch's life is like you know kind of really depressing. He's in jail. He's getting into prison fights. He's a petty crook. He's, right, he's kind of like a joke, and they both see this young woman in both of in both of their stories, who's the same age. They say she's like an elf. She has the power to like do mind control. Like it's kind of like a really bitter, resentful view of women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we learn by the end, if you're paying attention, is that uh, Mulch is the older Artemis Fowl, and he has been. Uh, like that's how these stories connect, and he has been reliving in his head, having been detained in reality. He's been living in his head these fantasies of himself as a kid, mm-hmm. um, like uh, sort of justifying the life of just petty crime he's actually had. You know, like he rewrites things. Like he shows that he's in jail at one point, and he's with ogres, like breathing fire. And he attacks one and like plugs his nose, and it's like really clearly he smothered a guy in jail. Yeah, you he's know, just, he and just this killed is... a guy with a pillow. Yeah, and like there's there's a there's a lot of like symbolism of his uh, like dying childhood. Like I'm still piecing it together. At first, I thought, oh, did Artemis die surfing? Because they show him surfing at the beginning, mm-hmm. and there's no connection there. And I think it's just supposed to symbolize the height of this character's childhood and the ultimate realization that Mulch and Artemis are the same person. But at first I thought, like, because he also, Mulch says he loved Ireland, talking about um, Artemis. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, past tense. I think Artemis is dead. This is in the past, yeah. And but also I, just I, the whole, they really pull a real surreal game on you here, and it and it's it, 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 it's 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 so so well done, so admirable. Yeah. Um, the fact that Mulch is regaling us with the exploits of this incredible genius criminal Artemis Fowl, who is him, but he's just aggrandizing his own past. And the story he tells us about Artemis is about this impossible war between the human world and the fairies, and how there's this treasure that it's gonna like unite and stabilize the universe and keep everything in check and somehow it's all the the conflict and the 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 adventure and the mystery and the solution are all contained within artemis's house and right the movie never lets in 
that it recognizes how impossible and ridiculous and weird and stupid well, that is. It's just it's impossible. Yeah. It can't happen. But that's if like your first big signal. Well, it's not your first yeah. big signal. It's like the biggest signal that this isn't really happening, and it's all in this old, bitter, sad mulch guy's head as he rewrites right. his own childhood. If you remember, the movie opens with mulch Diggums getting like brought in by police from that house. So you could argue that maybe the like they don't they don't give us too many details, but I'm pretty sure like the idea is he's just been living in that house. Yeah, for a really long time, doing petty crimes. Doing petty crimes, uh, it, it, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. He talks about how they're uh, they're hunting the aculus, which I think might be a nod to the word oculus or like eye, um, as in like yeah, I'm sure hunting the truth. Um, in Rome, that's like the the top of structures that goes to the heavens. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uncovering. It, he's he's the, uncovering the the truth about himself that he yeah, is, that the, he is unwilling to accept. Right, and we're and um we're seeing all these things like again the the fairy, uh uh, uh girl who can um control minds shows this like resentment but also like a, a lost love that he's pining for. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think the only parts that are reality are the black and white scenes because they yes. have these black and white scenes and it you know they don't make any sense otherwise. Uh, so I'm pretty sure right, they're just the uh, reality. Right, like a direct a director as 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 accomplished and acclaimed as Kenneth Branagh wouldn't just randomly make a scene black and white. Just, right, just because it looks cool, like that has to mean something. Right, and I think you're, a- I think you're right. I think the black and white of that scene represents the reality of his life as being mundane and boring and just you know like a waste, like a like a real tragic waste, and then. The rest of the movie is this, is this impossible, ridiculous story about this boy genius uh, having uh, just uh, you know a, a, a universe-spanning adventure within the confines of his house, uh, right. and it's all these bright colors and 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 weird, crazy things happening. I think you're a hundred percent spot on in that reading. Yeah, absolutely. There's also a lot of like I don't know signs in the in the technology in the in the because everybody represents a, a form of his mind. Like for example, uh, the the bad guys, their main weapon is a time bubble, so mm-hmm. they literally put a bubble around the house and stop the world outside. Yep, the way the world has stopped for him living in this house. Yeah, just re- reliving, you know, his childhood tragedies and regrets. I mean, I'm pretty sure in reality. What happened was him as a kid found out his dad was a criminal and died. And then in his mind created the Aculus and brings his dad back because he can't handle it. Um, right. And if he has, you watch, he, has like, to, he has to believe that his dad was some sort of heroic criminal who was like protecting the realm from a world of fairies. Yeah. And like if you watch Colin Farrell's performance, it's very like like uh, – like unlively like very like like someone who doesn't want to be there mm-hmm. or maybe isn't really there right uh, so like I've, like he's dead yeah exactly like it's it's unemotional mm-hmm. uh it's sort of floating in and out of scenes judy dench also um makes that decision as well um yeah i think the, judy dench might represent the old the in some in some way i think judy dench represents a different aspect of that uh of the I young think, of the young girl he keeps seeing who he resents right. so much yeah she's like and she represents time and aging yeah if you remember colin farrell is is uh 
kidnapped by like this cloaked figure that feels like a lot like death. Mm-hmm. Like he's being he's being taken in by and it's, death. And it's interesting to note that the cloaked figure is also a woman. Right. That, this, yeah. This, this, this There's says, clearly this is all inside. He has such resentment and fear and 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 conflict with just the idea of women in his life. Yeah. Oh yeah. His relationship with women is really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, his relationship with family. When he finds out his dad is missing, he drops a glass of milk, mm-hmm. like representing like a, his childhood shattering yeah, right the there. Yeah, the death and then. of childhood right there. Yeah, yeah. It really reminds. It, it, it's got a few. It's got a lot of themes, like um, Bridge to Terabithia. If you remember that movie, it was about two kids going into a fantasy. Oh, who, who doesn't remember that movie? It was a yeah. ju- a juggernaut franchise. Right. And like kind of dealing with death that way. There was a movie that I don't think people re- like remember because it wasn't directed by anybody like we know, but uh, Shutter Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's I think there's themes here, because if you remember the end of um, of this movie, the, the so he's in this institution, even the institution looks like it's like an island. Like it's 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 like these weird island bases and it's clearly like feels sinister to him. And like in Shutter Island, there's a similar thing where he's on an island institution and he thinks he's uncovering this vast conspiracy. And the reveal is uh, spoilers for this movie. Not that you care. No one no one saw this movie. But like uh, the reveal for Shutter Island is that, no, he's a patient there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the very end, they try to convince him like, no, you're a patient here. And he glosses it back over and continues with his... Uh, delusion Mm -hmm. and something very similar happens in this movie where like again the black and white scenes uh he's clearly like he's clearly like in an institution they're interviewing him he doesn't understand what's happening and then instead of convincing like instead of being convinced it goes to color and he imagines a a, a lot like the ending of brazil actually yes that like a i was getting a a lot of brazil from this yeah, a ladder comes down and it saves him at the last minute, and it's Artemis, his fantasy child, his fantasy version of himself, mm-hmm. and it's clear that he's crept back into his delusion. Yeah, um, it's Art, it's it's, it's Artemis, Artemis's dad, and then the uh, the girl that he that he loved and lost is is there as well. Yep, it's just every it's like his childhood right, coming back to rescue him. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 very uh, ending in Brazil. They're le- it's less on the nose. They don't make it as explicit, but I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that's what's happening. Oh, that that, could, that uh, that's the only thing. That's the all, all the only intent that could be behind that scene. Yeah, I don't know if he's like freezing to death or dying in that moment too. There's a few things that I'm I'm still trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know the meaning of the fact that uh, his dirt eating. I mean, it's clearly like you know something's wrong with him. Uh, stretching out the mouth um there's a lot of digging there's a lot of in going down like when they they find um the dad's the dad's lair like mm-hmm. there's there's this moment it's a moment where the kid finds out like I, all right i think what it represents is the first time his mind broke over this is that he found out his dad was a criminal uh he finds it on tv and his 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 butler uh is like it's the it's the moment that like everything goes from reality to not reality 
um, his butler is like, but wait, check under here. And they go down into like a crypt mm-hmm. in the house. And he's like, your dad was actually like a secret fantasy agent. And like, that's clearly the point where the kid snapped when he was young. Yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's an unreliable narrator at the same time because this is all through Mulch's fantasies. And they all kind of represent pieces of his broken mind. Right. And of course, like, obviously, he never had a butler as a child. The man is, uh, first of all, his name is Butler. Um, right. He's like this impossible mentor uh, uh, figure who is also an incredible warrior that teaches him how to be Batman, essentially. It's like, it's very clear that this person never existed. Oh, yeah. Well, he keeps, like, making up characters as he goes. Yes. Like, they introduce that the butler has, like, I think a has kid a niece, or, like, like a, niece. a niece. And they don't introduce her until, like, halfway through the story. And they're like, oh, by the way, there's a niece. So, like, as he's doing these fantasies, he's filling in holes with new yeah. characters. And she, keeps to... ap- and she keeps appearing and disappearing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, there's so much disjointed stuff like that mm-hmm. where like the editing doesn't work and the and yeah, and the like they make like they they keep introducing people in really cheeky ways where they're like the butler but don't call him butler. And then later he's like the guy's a uh, centaur but don't ask him for a ride and like everybody like every character has like a weird chip on their shoulder that's like kind of similar and it's like it's like really simplistic and like Again, I think it all it all goes back to Mulch's uh, uh, insecurity about what he actually is, and I think that's what the dirt eating is. Like he's trying to, that's as close as he gets to reconciling with his own reality. Is that yeah? Right. He's he's a lowly petty criminal, you know, a, a bottom feeder, literally. Um, yeah, and he tries to turn that into a superpower uh, that that actually makes him an incredible criminal. And at the same time, when it's when we get to see how he uses his bottom feeding to be a super criminal he's shitting all over the the yeah. fa- the fairy creatures who derided him yeah it's all very like disturbing and surreal yeah it's very Don- um, it's very dante's inferno yeah it's, it's oh. very it's very like this yeah this is like an epic poem about like how people are going to be punished but like the subtext is this is how like it's like a revenge fantasy against everybody that like was mean to Dante or, or, or drove him out of Florence. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it yeah. is. It's a revenge fantasy. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just can't get past it. And like, if you saw the, the imitation film, the lesser film, uh, I'm thinking of ending things that also does. It copies the same idea where everything's disjointed mm-hmm. and it's dream logic. Characters uh, appear and disappear. Yep. Yeah. You can't really escape. Uh, and then, like, yeah, they all tra- start yeah, all trapped into the in the reality. house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all trapped in a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it it it's just uh, like the idea that certain characters don't age. Mm-hmm. In in I think in and I'm thinking of ending things. They sort of do the opposite where they age suddenly. But it's the same thing. It's playing with time. Uh, it's 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 disjointed. Um, it's 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 pretty brilliant. Um, but again, I think it I think it passed a lot of people by. Uh, so I hope people check it out. It's on Disney Disney Plus. Um, yeah, and, no, it's yeah. definitely definitely top ten films of the year. Absolutely, top and five I'm still, I'm, probably. Yeah, I'm still definitely digging through like everything in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. You know oh, I mean, there's yeah. going to be books written about this film. It's definitely a film school yeah, type this, of this movie. Is, this this movie will be taught in film school for sure 
for yeah. sure. It has all the pieces. But yeah, that I guess that's my that's my um movie of the year, Artemis Fowl. Okay. It's on Disney Plus. I know no one really it's like a lesser known mm-hmm. you know, it's not like Voodoo. It's not like one of the big ones. No, it's not like uh, Tubi. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or but Quibi. It's it's, it's, it's uh, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lesser known one, but like, give it, toss them some money. Yeah, uh, you'll get more, more wonderful passion projects like Artemis Fowl. Yeah, exactly. You just got to support the arts. And speaking of supporting the arts, uh, my pick is technically from last year because it came out in December, but it's within the last twelve months. And this movie is all about supporting the arts and understanding your own limitations in terms of being an artist and understanding your role as either a creator or a patron, right? Hmm. Like okay. a, a creator or somebody who consumes, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This sounds good. And uh, the movie, of course, is Cats. Oh, yeah. Fucking you know, the, Cats. The, 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 yeah, of course. The, the, the incredible, just breathtaking uh, live action adaptation of Andrew Lloyd Webber's stage play done by the brilliant um, Tom Hooper, I believe, is the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of no names in it, but I remember it being really good. Yeah, no, no. And I think the, the message is, is behind it is pretty powerful. Obviously, everybody's seen it. Um, yeah. Just a quick recap. The story is about uh, the, 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 the uh, gang of cats called the Jellicle Cats. Mm-hmm. Jellicles, um, yeah. The Jellicles, yeah, everybody knows. Um, yeah, every- I have a Jellicle tattoo. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, everybody, everybody, you got you all have seen the BuzzFeed quiz where it's like which 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 cat which gang jell- are you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And if you're it, it's it's it, anybody who's anybody gets Jellicle. Mm-hmm. Um and they're doing their uh the Jellicle ball uh to see who gets to go up to the heavy side layer, and it's basically these cats are all making their argument for why they should be the one chosen to ascend to greatness. Um, right. And, and I think that's, right. that's, uh, that's Andrew Lloyd Webber talking about, okay, this is the community of people, of, of creatives, quote unquote, um, and they're trying to decide which one of them is the one who's actually the genius, who's actually the visionary, who's actually the one that needs to be pushed up and elevated. Um and it ends with uh, uh, Grizabella uh, getting getting chosen to go to the heavy side layer to ascend to greatness, right? To be born again. As, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as you know, it's a pretty straightforward allegory for the religion we all follow. You know, where you get in a hot air balloon and mm-hmm. you go into the you fly up into you, space in a hot air balloon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But for Andrew Lloyd Webber, he's talking about you know getting pushed into the into, into success, basically. Right. And um, it's interesting to note that Grizabella, unlike the other cats, every other cat we see in the film um, is either uh, some kind of scamp, a thief, or somebody who believes they are a thing but aren't actually. Right. Um, like you've got Gus Augustus, the theater cat, who is is like, I was a great actor. But he was... Ne- the, the fact... That he casts all these characters as cats is very telling, because mm. obviously Gus was never an actor. He's a cat. He's just a cat that lived in a theater, right? So right, he's right, right. he's uh, uh, essentially what what Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tom Hooper are saying with Gus, for in, for example, is that Gus is just a person 
who consumes so much media that they believe they had a hand in creating it themselves. Does that okay. make does, does that make sense? Am I yeah, no, no, no. It's it's interesting because I don't want to I don't want to stop you because you're on a roll here. But like, like I'm not a cat person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved I loved this uh, this movie, and I think you're getting to something. But it's just like I never really thought about the message because I was too enamored with the characters with with Jenny Annie Dots mm-hmm. and like. McCavity, one of the scariest, like one of the most iconic villains now. Oh sure, I'm you glad know? you like McCavity's a, a real important point that I. Everybody's dressing, yeah, everybody's dressing like McCavity for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, there's going to be uh, so many imitations of people like doing McCavity in the future mm-hmm. uh, actors, um, and Bustopher Jones. Like we're all we're all kind of I think we all kind of got wrapped into the the story and the characters mm-hmm. and like not really about the meaning because it's just a very it's you know it seems like a pretty straightforward film when you first watch it just an adventure mm-hmm. um, about these cats seeing who's the who's who's the most jellical mm-hmm. so I, and you know like it got kind of commercialized and a lot of money poured in oh yeah sure so, I like, mean, yeah it's 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 an action figure merchandise powerhouse like every right every kid's got a jenny any dots there's there's cats lunch boxes i mean yeah you know there's already they've already announced three sequels um but i think mm-hmm. that it did it, it's gonna, i think it's um, gonna dilute somewhat the original intent okay and i'm glad you brought up all those characters bustopher jones the perfect example what's bustopher jones main characteristic he's gluttonous all he right. does is consume but he puts on airs of being this uh uh sophisticated recognizer of finery when in when and then in reality we just see him eating in garbage jenny annie dots is someone who is uh, of high status but is is lazy she just sits in the house all the time and teaches rats and mice how to how to dance and feed her chocolate and that's something like she's 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 on her on a little bit a little bit but it's only halfway there she has she has the status, but not the the creative engine behind it. Like she's wasting her time doing dumb shit. Yeah, it's like um, it feels like it's about class somehow. It is very much is about class, and and Grisabella is the glamour cat. Grisabella is a right. cat who used to be great, um, and now is considered not great. But she's the one that has that. She's the one that's got it. Obviously, she's the one that gets elevated. Because, uh, you know, she's the glamour cat. She sings the best song. She had that status, that high society, uh, and that everybody just sort of forgot about it. Um, And I think that's Andrew Lloyd Webber commenting on how maybe people forgot about him. Like they forgot about how great Starlight Express was, for example. Right, right. Um, All the great things he did. And he was like, listen, I'm still the same high society person, even though you haven't paid attention to me in a while. I'm still the greatest person. I'm still the greatest artist with all the greatest ideas. I don't care about all of these other fancy people singing around and and dancing about how they get to go to the heavy side layer. Um, And like, it's a, like, it's a comeback film. Like it's the way, like uh Doolittle is kind of like a commentary on Robert Downey Jr. Exactly, yeah. You know, like um like we all loved him when he was like uh like a like a uh criminal. Mm-hmm. And then he cleaned up his act we were like, "Ah, oh, not interested in that." Mm-hmm. And then he he came back and like cuz Doolittle is, you know, it, he, in the it starts with Doolittle kind of uh down on his luck, and no one's forgotten about him. Mm-hmm. And then he he 
gets gets you know we, we've all seen Doolittle, but like it's it's you know everybody talks about how that's like oh it symbolizes robert downey jr's career um and you're saying that uh, cats with andrew Lloyd weber is kind of a similar thing a similar thing yeah like people like he, he had all these these great things in the past and now he's and then people were sort of like down on him and now he's coming he's coming back hard he's coming back hard baby right um, and he's gonna be in the balloon in the sky he's gonna be in the balloon in the sky because he's the one that deserves it uh and uh, and then uh the, the last character you brought up mccavity uh obviously you know iconic villain um yeah I'll, yeah put idris elba on the map like we didn't know his name nobody until... knew who idris was yeah now he's, yeah. he's everywhere yeah he's gonna get all sorts of offers just because of this role well yeah i mean he, he won like so many oscars for that role this movie i mean yeah. this movie is is drowning in oscars for the for the for the production design the special effects the acting oh yeah the directing everything it's like I, I don't know how many oscars it got in this universe but in ours it's like it set the record i think at 14 it's something mm-hmm. crazy anyway the point is, is McCavity represents the lowest of low class. Like most of the cats in this movie are low class. Like we start with the, with the ones that are living on the street. You know, you got you got uh, uh, Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser who are just like mischievous thieves, and then you got McCavity who is com- who has committed every human crime. They say his whole offer to why I should be the one that gets to 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 rise above of the of the sea of of so many uh creative voices just vying for the spotlight is he's going to lie and cheat and steal and connive his way into it. So he represents the lowest low class in in the creative community. Just trying to bowl through with with uh with underhanded dirty tricks to take it away from to try and steal the opportunity from the people who really deserve it, which are the older has-beens who, uh, who, who, right. who still got it. But like, hey man, they're they still paid great. their dues. They paid their dues. Yeah. They're they're the ones that we should be that we should be looking at. Like, keep giving. Right. Why did we? Why should we stop giving them opportunities just because they're old? They should. The old ones who who came from glamour should be the ones who get all of the opportunities until they die, and then we reincarnate them so that we can keep giving them the opportunities they deserve. That's what right, the heavy exactly. side layer is about. It's um, why it's it's why we're you know, it's why we're giving Mel Gibson so many roles because mm-hmm. it's like, look, he's old, man. It uh, you know, let's keep giving uh, it to him. Listen, just he, keep giving it. Just keep keep giving it. Keep giving it. You know, pile more onto that uh, onto that pile of gold. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Uh, how big can it get? How big can it get? We, we let's find out. We don't need to look for another Mel Gibson because we found him. Right. Um, and that's what the argument Andrew Lloyd Webber is making through Grizabella in Cats. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit, uh, it, it, there's the, a big element I wanted to talk about, sure. um, which is, it, it's not really a big element, but it, it kind of relates to sort of like the revenge fantasy scenario that we, that we touched on with Artemis Fowl. Right. Um, and, and then the idea of cats being, uh, I think, a very angry piece about Andrew Lloyd Webber just, just bursting in. And, and it's, it's angry, but it's also like triumphant. He's like, I'm, I'm here. I'm still here. And I, I, I deserve all of these things. I deserve to keep having all of this success. Um, if you notice, none of the cats have anuses. Oh man, you're right. Yeah, and that's I mean, you would think initially, like I saw some articles ar- around the time of this of this movie's release um commenting on the, you know, just the breathtaking visual effects that were noting the fact that the cats themselves didn't have anuses as some sort of yeah. oversight. 
They're like, like wow, it's, yeah. it's weird that they don't have buttholes. Right. You you think with the really advanced visual effects, you'd see some like, you know, real real moist like buttholes, real crinkly, uh, gaping, you know, prolapsed anuses, like really yeah, really like giant kinda, cat uh, cat anuses. Yeah. Yeah. Like 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 the 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 balloon knots, just like kind of textured. Uh, perfectly detailed mm-hmm. little sarlacc pits um, on the, on the, yeah, on the yeah, asses yeah. of each cat but none of that no no it's 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 surprisingly uh smoothed over yeah and i think that screams of intent because oh. because what does that mean that means that they can't poop it means you can't poop and what does that mean well that means um that you can consume and consume and consume as uh, forever as long as you want but you can't ever put anything out in this world yeah in this world does, does it, does it, am i going too fast for everybody like no that, i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff like jenny any dots has mm-hmm. a whole thing about eating um like uh mice and cockroaches mm-hmm. um so they they definitely talk about consuming Mm -hmm. but you know if you notice there's never a song about them pooping no no that's weird right i don't think they they spend so much time on them eating Mm -hmm. nothing on them taking taking uh like cat dumps Mm -hmm. just yeah on the streets yeah and i again i think that screams of intent because it can't be an oversight Right. Um, I think you'd it's, want, it's like, yeah, you'd want that. You'd want that song. Exactly. We need that song about a cat just bracing itself and taking a, a just a trembling, massive shit of of genius creativity. Right. Um, and I think that the intent behind this statement is that all of these, every character uh, in this film, except for Grizabella, um, and we never see Grizabella's anus. Um, because she's covered in her in her old fineries, and I think that's right. Um, every single character uh, uh, assembled in this film is just is 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 a, a, an unworthy pretender to the throne. You know what I mean? Like, right. sure, they they sing and dance, but it's so like all they do, like Gus, who just believes he's a theater cat, uh, Scrimble Shanks, who believes he runs the railroad, but he doesn't really. He's just a cat that sleeps on the train. Right. Um, so like yeah, they don't have anuses, they don't put out. They don't they don't, they don't produce put out anything. anything. They don't yeah. produce anything. They just there s- sit there and absorb things and then they think that makes them creative. But Does that, no, sir. What are what are they saying about McCavity then? Because McCavity um has clothes at first and then in the middle of the movie like like for with no explanation really is suddenly just naked? I think it's McCavity it's a it's a comment on the type of person McCavity is. Is a person who is grasping, who will do anything to rise above their station, even though it's where they belong. Right, um, hiding the the lack of anus. Try, yeah, right, seems. trying to hide the the truth of who he is. Like he's like, oh, I'm wearing clothes. I'm just like you. And then at the end, he's just a fucking werewolf, a, an, an assless werewolf. Yeah, um, who's just trying to steal the heavy side layer. He doesn't deserve it. That spot should go to the old ass person who's been in the business forever and is maybe does is maybe is is is, is kind of running a little stale maybe but just needs another chance just needs another mm-hmm. chance in that spotlight um right yeah i think that's what it represents and then this movie essentially um grisabella ascending to the heavy side layer and getting reborn getting another chance 
you know, getting that great, huge opportunity and, and keeping it away from all of these low scum that don't, that don't deserve a platform uh, like the platform on that hot air balloon that she uses to rise into space. Right. Um, I think that that her ascending into the clouds uh, and, and, and dis- it, it, it vanishing in between the clouds and the brilliant sunlight. Like, I think that is Andrew Lloyd Webber spreading his own anus and okay. just, and just dousing yeah. us with his creativity, with his genius. That's what it's that means. Beautiful. It's like, the, yeah, it ends with him ris- rising off into the sun and the sun is the eye of the creator uh, and in this allegory, uh, the eye, it's the... The coveted anus. The anus eye of the creator, and the creator is Andrew yeah. Lloyd Webber. So what other than Andrew Lloyd Webber's anus could that sun and that shot represent? What else could it be? Yeah, you're it's right. It's like, lo- look at my, behold my the works of my anus. Right. Um, that's well, what it, that I means. Mean, yeah, I think, well, okay. I th- I, th- I do think the movie works in a very literal sense. Again, it's... It's most people found the movie to be like a pretty straightforward story, uh, easy to understand adventure. Yeah. Uh, musical. But like, I, I love it when like you dig farther in and you realize that these, that these plot points and these set pieces uh, double for a, a bigger meaning, you know, mm-hmm. um, that maybe people like this is, this is why these movies work, yeah. whether or not we notice it, our brain notices these things. And this is why these these movies uh, stick around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like, why they years last. later people realize, oh, that's what they were talking about. We didn't even notice it at first because we were too caught up in the hype of it all that we we didn't notice the obvious anus in this shot and the lack of anuses. Like it's about it's like jazz. It's where you where you, you don't see the anuses as well. Right. It's the asses you don't see. Yeah. And and so that's uh, yeah that's really cool. I'm gonna have to rewatch it just thinking about the anus stuff. And and yeah, the the fact that these are all I I feel like I understand it. It's it's basically you're saying that these these characters are all the anusless. They're 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 they have high opinions of themselves, mm-hmm. but they don't um, actually put out anything. Correct. Um, and so they all they all talk about being jellical. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a way, like the only true jellical is is a, a small handful, which um, actually, or the the old ones, the old ones. What about um? Um, the other old one, the one played by um that guy, McKellen something. That's Gus. That's Gus. Okay, sorry. Um, you well. Okay, the, the yeah. One, the one you're thinking of is old Deuteronomy, who's Judy Dench, and the implication. Man, Judy Dench just like these hits. Yeah, yeah. This in Artemis Fowl. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what it is. It's it's she's representing she's the one that ultimately makes the choice to, 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 to push Grisabella to the heavy side layer um, against everybody. All the other cats are like confounded by this decision and it represents the need uh, for gatekeeping mm-hmm. in, uh, in, in the creative arts. Like you have to be able to separate the wheat from the chaff. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. If we no, you're don't right. keep giving these opportunities to the old people that deserve them. Right, um, we got to give it to the. We got to give it to these yeah. yahoos, and it's like, why are we giving it to young, like energetic people? No, give it to no, the, no. Give it that's, to the old. That's experience. Ex- exactly, and the time and again, 
you know, it's we we see it gets it gets proven. Um, look at look at yeah. look at the look at the output of Clint Eastwood, man. Lately, gosh, best work of his career. Best work of his career. What if we had, what if we had stopped giving Clint Eastwood millions of dollars? Right. To keep making right. movies, we'd be robbed of so many. Great, we'd have nothing to watch. Incredible no- films. Yeah, we we'd have to fucking watch those Avengers films or something. Like it's like with there'd be nothing. There'd be nothing mm-hmm. um, going on. Yeah. Man, now sorry to go on a tangent. I'm just looking up Judy Dench's career because I haven't really thought about her. But she like killed it, and 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 like art. She did Cats and then Artemis Fowl one after another. Yeah, that's it was a, it was an incredible year for her for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really like she hasn't had much until that. Mm-hmm. So like, like I'm I'm looking like to see like if there's any hits. I mean, she was briefly in uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, so that's a win. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of shit, just a lot of shit. Uh, and, and so, oh no, she was in Chronicles of Riddick. That was a big one for her. Um, yeah. And then I'm just scrolling, seeing nothing, just nothing here. So like, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm happy. Like it's, it's sort of what you're saying is that late in her life, she got success, uh, in these two movies. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Cause yeah, it was looking real bleak for her until the, until Cats and Artemis Fowl came along. I mean, yeah, she's she's guaranteed award season recognition this year, and mm-hmm. so many more. And roles hopefully, are Andrew come Lloyd. Way. Yeah, and hopefully, Andrew Lloyd Webber, you know, gets gets like uh, hopefully this this uh, uh, yeah this this movie becomes a self fulfilling prophecy here, and we all learn from it. Is look 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 to the old artists, uh, you know, who've been around for a really long time, and say, hey, what do you have to say? about society now you know they're you're the people we should be listening to mm-hmm. i need to hear andrew lloyd weber weigh in on the on the on culture and society yeah um what for, is, a, for as long what as we yeah exactly what does clint eastwood think about politics does anybody yeah. ask him what does clint eastwood i bet, think, he, I bet is, he's got a lot to say yeah. what does clint eastwood think about the media um and that's yeah. and that's when we get incredible films like uh um richard jewell yeah yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think there's a big lesson to be learned here from mm-hmm. cats. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think this. It's again, like Artemis Fowl. That's just there's something about it um, where you watch it and it and it, it's like, man, that really. I mean, obviously it was a great film, but something about it really resonated. I need to let me think critically about what that is, and then you go back and you watch it over and over again, and then it it becomes clear the intent behind it. Right. I'm. I yeah. It's it's layers. It's layers. It's layers. You know? I mean, yeah. It's that's. Yeah, I mean, we. I think we we came off with with two pretty strong picks for for the the mo- the film of the year, honestly. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoy. This. You don't have to hear about Doolittle for the hundredth time. No. Like, look, I I love Doolittle. I love Doolittle. Course, yeah, every, we all love Doolittle. Obviously, yeah. Obviously. But like, you know, enough is enough. Sometimes. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't keep hearing about like Doolittle and like. I don't know, uh, money plane mm-hmm. and like and like the turning, the turning. You yeah. know, like like everybody's talking about like New Mutants. Of course, everybody fucking loved New Mutants. Mm-hmm. Like 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 the the wrong Missy. Like these are all like I get it. Like there's a lot of really good films out this yeah, year. Yeah, a lot of really great genre films like Unhinged. Yeah, Unhinged. Really um, solid comeback performance for Russell Crowe. Yeah. So like. Uh, yeah, I I just I did, I wanted to do I wanted to talk about something that you know 
wasn't uh, just the the shit people have been talking about, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, not you know, not just the the Playmobil movie, you know, because like we get it. Uh, it's a great movie. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it was incredible. It's, it's got a great message for kids, and it was cool that they were able, like, it wasn't that commercialist, and they had to work it out. Or like the really, yeah, like, um, uh, like Fantasy Island. Yes, we were all scared. It was freaky. Um, but there's not there's not much more to say about it mm-hmm. uh, anymore. So I, I, yeah, I think it's good that we we kind of dug into some like these weren't hated movies or anything, of course, but like people were less. I don't know. I mean, Cats was big. Cats was big. I shouldn't I mean, say that. They're both, yeah. Cat, they they were but, they were both. I think well received. But it's like we really wanted to really wanted to make sure that we contributed to the discussion of these right of, of these, something like a yeah like these landmark pieces of art. We wanted to make sure uh, we contributed to the discussion of, of these important films. Yeah, I think we I think we tackled them at an angle that most people didn't. I think uh, so. Necessarily yeah. Talk about them. Yeah, as. they're the really analytical uh, uh, lens that we that yeah. we that we provide. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think I think we accomplished. I think what we we, uh, we accomplished our goals, and also uh, my doppelganger starting to wake up. So. Oh, you just you can just hit him again, but yeah, yeah we should will. probably go. My portal's closing too. I got to get back to things. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I got some. Uh, you know. Some minds to flay, you know how. Oh uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, we all flay. Mm-hmm. We all flay in our God, man, dimension. My my schedule is wall to wall flaying. It's mm-hmm. my planner is crazy. You should, I should show yeah. it to you sometime. Yeah. So um yeah I don't know it, it, uh, I guess that's it. Thanks alternate uh dimension for listening to us. Yeah. If you're in, if you're interested, you can check out our live journal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 gamefully unemployed. Slash live journal dot com. Yeah, gamefulemployed.myspace.com. And then of course you can you can Yeah. Yeah. Of course you can find us on Friendster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You can check out our vines. Mm-hmm. Uh we have some pretty good vines. We, we, out we, there. Yeah, we we've been pretty good with the vines. Yeah. They, I, they, they, not to toot our own horns, but we're pretty pretty good vinesmen. Yeah. yeah we're yeah, we're yeah. on the bleeding edge of the vine of vine creators. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, well, I'm going to dive through my portal. <clears throat> yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. All right. Uh, keep keep it real. Yeah, keep it you know. real. Yeah, keep it 2020, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, God bless Kanye. Mm-hmm. Bye forever. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.